Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am exposing you to someone that has worked with me for multiple decades, meaning I've coached him, and and as we both say, he has coached me the same. Uh, Arguably one of the most influential people in the entire real estate industry, agent, manager, owner, sold two companies, became an executive, and today finds himself as the CEO of Home Services of America, which includes all the Berkshire Hathaway network as well as Real Living. So I'm really looking forward to listening to this. If you're an owner, manager, entrepreneur, if you're in the mortgage business, insurance business, if you're the kind of person that is really committed to getting a framework to create a repeatable and scalable business, you are going to love this podcast with Gina Blafari. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question. And this show is dedicated to the answer. I have been blessed to be on a lot of interviews and I've heard a lot of interviewers they they'll say like oh man today I've got this gal like she's insane right or the the man the myth the legend well today I'm actually really exposing you to a true legend someone that has dented the real estate universe not just as an agent but as a manager as an owner as an executive as one that started multiple companies sold two of them one to Realogy and one to Home Services and now the CEO of Home Services of America, my longtime friend, Mr. Gino Bafari. Hey, Tom. Great Gino, to be here with you. Yeah, man. Welcome. Yeah. So today, Gino, we really want to we want to expose. Like, there's going to be agents listening. We got uh, managers. We got coaches. We've got you know sales team leaders, and and there's going to be startups listening to this. There's going to be you know guys and gals that are working for corporate America that got exposed to this by a friend. I think every person that that is checking out our content and listening to our message, you know, they, they ring true sort of values the way you and I do. We all want to get better. And we've all heard before, you know, whether it was a coach or a friend or a mentor, stop running plays that don't work and start running plays that work. Today, especially for all my friends that are watching now on social, uh, I've, I've asked Gino to expose us to what he calls the West Coast office. Now I said office, not offense, but it is a series of 17 disciplines that he has taken from agent level to manager level to executive level to now, you know, arguably the most important position in all of real estate controlling this, you know, enormous empire for Warren Buffett and the gang. So, so Gino, before we jump into all that, will you take a minute and just give everybody a little backstory? Cause I'm, I'm obviously talking about all these different things you've done, but you know, who is Gino Bafari? Yeah. Okay, be happy to do that, Tom. Um, and actually, I call it the West Coast offense for running a real estate yeah, company. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But, uh, but in any case, yeah. Um, you know, my story is pretty much like almost every one of the stories mm-hmm. of out there in, in real estate. Started out, um, you know, as as you know, I, I worked at a golf course, and a developer bought a, a, a bought the golf course. Yeah. And um, uh, I did pretty well for the developer, so I was in charge of everything. And um, then, because in Silicon Valley, the uh, property started being worth so much money 
the instead of building homes around the golf course, they decided to plow it under. So that was yeah. kind of a defining moment for me because of my reputation for hard work and results. Mm -hmm. They gave me a job, but all of a sudden I'm in, in construction. So I go from being like the, the king of the golf course, the, yeah. the pro shop manager, the bar manager, the restaurant really? manager, the swim club manager, the swim team coach. They gave me a house on the middle of the golf course. They gave me another little house that uh, was a, a condo. I had like, I think I had like five rentals with my friends out there on the golf course and was re-gripping clubs, doing all these great, great things. Sure, sure. Came in an abrupt end when they plowed it under and, um, and gave me a job in construction. So now, Tom, I'm out on the construction site. It's hot as could be. And um, I'm not really happy because it's like, what happened? Yeah. Right? You and, went from being the man to one of many men. Exactly. Or yeah. maybe from being the man to the being the boy. You yeah, know? Exactly. Right? You know, it went a little bit backwards there. But I um, had a defining moment. I was out there one day, hot as could be, and I saw this BMW pull up. And this real cool guy got out of the BMW. And I was like, wow, what is that guy doing? So I asked yeah. around about him, and I yeah. found out that he actually was selling the model home. Right. So, Tom, it's the old story. If yeah. a picture's worth a thousand words, the one he portrayed of fun and success caused me to immediately go out and get a real estate license. So that's what happened. That's how I got into this business. Now, I got in the business uh, right then, and um, uh, it was back when Tommy Hopkins yeah. and, and, and your dad, but mainly Tommy was yeah, like Tommy the first, back the in the first day, guy. Sure. Back in the first yeah. guy. And so I remember turning my TV off for a, an entire year, and I'm a huge sports nut, but yeah. I turned it off. I think I watched the Super Bowl that year, but that was about it. Yeah. All I did was listen to Tommy Hopkins and watch his videos yeah. and do that and was totally ready as a sales guy, but couldn't sell anything, right? Just had no customers. Um, yeah. Struggled for about six months. Then again, had another defining moment um, where I um, was at a meeting and um, found this one house. It was perfect for a friend. It's a much longer story than what we have time for right now. But the bottom line was um, I got that sale. And I said, okay, great. Now I'm going to get out of the real estate business. But I uh, found out I had to close, um, sell their house in order for them <laughs> to buy that one. Wait, so, did you say you were going to get out, out of the, of the I, real estate? Yeah, I got my here, first here, sale, here, I'm it out. Was, it was 1985, and what I said was they wanted to buy the house, and I said, okay, 200000 times 3% is $6,000. I'm going to 50-50 split. I'm going to make $3,000 and get out of the real estate business. That's not for me. Yeah. The only problem was they had a little house in Sunnyvale that they needed to sell. And so, of course, I, I – um, uh, after I got that little offer accepted, I went back to the office, and I – you know. Ding, ding, you know, one finger typing it up because this type is not writer, your, your dad. Type writer said for was, some yeah, of you. It was better type, typing your listing up. And I put in the yes. 6%. And I, I think I, I know I used the old line when they said, is the commission negotiable? I said, yeah, it is, but I can only go up, right? And, um, you know, they kind of they kind of paused. They kind of paused right there and initialed the thing. And I'm like, man, this works, yeah. you know? Hey, I'm good. Yeah. So um, bottom line was my self-image changed. Well, wait a second. I held that house open. Yeah. Someone came in, bought the house off the open house. Yeah. And then I had three deals. And so my self-image started to change. Yes. And then that during that week, I got another sale. And on the weekend, I had two more deals. So I had six deals, had no idea what I was doing. Yes. Okay. Ended up selling 52 houses, more than anyone at Fox and Carscad in that year. Yeah. And th so the rest was kind of history. And then from, from there, my Little League baseball coach called me up. Uh, he had a little company called Contempo Realty. Yeah. Um, You're talking Bobby Moles right now? I'm talking um, Papa Moles. Papa Moles. And Bobby Moles. I'm yeah. talking Bobby Moles is uh, Papa Moles and Bobby Moles, both of them, huge impact because they had a uh, um, great confidence in me. We're talking Bob Moles, former CEO of Realogy. Former CEO of Realogy's yeah. franchise yes. group. 
yes, yep. Bob, Bob yes. Moles, my yeah, yeah. one of my dearest friends since like uh, he was in third, I was in fourth, and his brother was in fifth. Yeah. And so we have this company, Contempo. We grow it, okay, mm-hmm. from about 65 or 85 agents to 650 agents, and we sell it to Realogy. Yep. Bob goes on to be the president of Century 21. I stay on as yep. as the president of there. We, we're, we're working daily together back yep. then, yep. right? Um, then from there, I uh, had a five-year non-compete. We merged that company into Coldwell Banker. Realogy's about mergers and, yep. and, and, and consolidations and things like that. And I had a five-year non-compete. Well, I got a promotion to a senior vice president at NRT. And um, then my five com- non-year, five-year non-compete was up. And the entrepreneurial juices, yes. just like everybody else, yes. starts flowing, right? Yep. And you know this very well. It's compelled to start another real estate company. And I, in 2000. Two, the end of 2002, I founded Intero Real Estate Services. And as you know, in 2003, it uh, became the fastest organically grown yeah. real estate company. We did $1.64 billion in sales. Perspective for you on that, in 2003, the, out of 80,000 real estate companies, 83 of them did a billion. And we do $1.64 billion our first year. Yeah. Our second year, we do $6.5 billion in sales. On a... On a regular, you know, we took, <laughs> I took Alain Pinnell's IC agreement, Coal Banker's IC agreement, mixed them together and made ours. It wasn't some yeah. fancy no. 100% no. or pyramid no. or anything no, like no, that. No, it no. was all one it was age. straight up old school relationship recruiting team building 101. Exactly. Everyone that believed one agent at a time that believed yep. in our vision, which was yep. guided by the principles of trust, integrity, trust, and respect. We empower people to achieve their dreams. And then this value pyramid that we worked on together, yep. and yep. you remember that. Yep. And so that was it. And, and that was great. And then... Um, a little hiccup in 2007 and 8, like we all did. Everyone remembers. You know, everyone remembers that. For me, it was a, a very, very tough time. I had right-sized the company, um, but it took me two years to figure it out to right-size it. Just like when I when I saw this beautiful place here, yeah. I was thinking along those same yeah. lines of, of, of a downturn because if you don't recover fast enough. But bottom line was, um, here's how tight it got. I know you know this story. My parents have their house in Sunnyvale. They owned free and clear mm-hmm. December of 2008. Called them into the office, refied their house, took $400,000 out of their house to make payroll in January and February, right? But I had already right-sized the company. Hold okay. on. Are you guys listening to this? Like for all my friends out there on social, that you know, they're like, oh my God, story of success, story of success, story of success, one after another, 2007, 8, 9. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's just, yeah. you know, it's such it's such a moment for people to listen to because it doesn't end here, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. so you, you refinance your parents' house. Put it in to, make, make, to payroll. make payroll. Now, I was very confident that I had right-sized the company. We grew market share during yeah. that downturn, yeah. but I had right-sized the company, and I said, you know what? It's time now to me make this West Coast offense and make everybody really do it because it's yeah. kill or be killed at that yes. point. And yes. so I knew I, I was, you know, it wasn't as brave as it seems because uh, there was not a doubt yeah. that we weren't going to be able to do it. Okay. You and I both know, though, uh, you know, you study, you study the last hundred years of business. Most of the best companies that we admire today, Apple, Disney, IBM, Microsoft, all started in a downturn. Right, Facebook started in a downturn. Yeah. Netflix started in a downturn. So, the, so many of the most successful brands were, you know, back against the wall. Got to do whatever it takes. 
So, so that's interesting because I've known you forever and we've, you know, we've talked every week for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I remember when you were 19 and you cold called me and I was nice to you. <laughs> you were very nice to me. You know, right? You're still nice to yeah, me. Right. He's tough on me on Saturdays, but it's yeah, all good. You know. So, so you, you right-size the company, you, yeah. you basically create this West Coast offense for a real estate company. What was the origin of that? The origin of that really comes back to the, my good old San Francisco 49ers and, yeah. and, and we're going live right here. So it's yep. June 4th. And it's one year um, today that one of my very best friends that you know. Yeah. In fact, you got a football from me somewhere. I got a here, signed Dwight Clark yeah. football with the play with from the, Joe Montana, where he threw the ball, and Dwight yes. up in the air. Yeah, a good old red the left highest he's ever right option. jumped yeah. ever. Right? Yeah, you know it was actually a, a eleven feet. It was one foot above the rim. Yeah, when they. When they calculated it out any case yeah so um I, I got it from bill walsh because bill walsh had a magic wand somehow and that's yeah. a whole nother story he could wave it over that quarterback's head and all of a sudden that quarterback played better than he ever had yes. before yeah and i thought well geez if he can do that to a quarterback i could probably do that to a manager and probably do that with an agent if you yeah. show him a system yeah. and bill had what you call the west coast offense it was yeah. you know look at tom 40 years later in the NFL, everybody runs Bill Walsh's offense. Yep. The rhythm passing game is the West Coast offense, yep. right? Yeah. So that so that was there. So that that um so so now we're you know we get past two thousand nine. One of the few companies that actually made money in two thousand nine, yep. and with the system, it kept doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling. And then on two thousand fourteen, I remember it's a September. Dietra, who you know well, my yep. admin, yep. and I were driving in my car to go see Brian Crane, the current CEO yep. of Intero. Yep. And I'd like to pay, um, the managers got a quarterly bonus if they're, they were hitting their profit number. Yep. And I was going to deliver it. I always like to deliver it in person. So just driving there to Brian, get this call out of the blue. And it's from uh, Ron Peltier, the yeah. um, executive chairman of Home Services. And Ron says, uh, Gino, um, hey, you know, um, Warren likes real estate. And I really wasn't, I didn't have my Berkshire Hathaway hat on. So I'm like, yeah. Warren? Yeah, and he said, Warren Buffett. Yeah, it didn't connect, yeah. right? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he just bought a franchise network. And we're looking for a CEO. And we want to know if you want to do it. And we don't want you to answer me today. I'll call you back in a week. Yeah. Okay. A week later, he calls me back. You know, I really wasn't you know, all that interested in doing it because I already had a job and at Intero, we were doing really well. You had made it through hell and, and fire. Made it through hell and yeah. fire. And, You're handing you out know, bonus checks again. Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah, doing really well, right? And uh, and, and, and he said, you know, um, uh, and I says, besides, wouldn't it be kind of strange? Um, I own an independent company and I'd be the CEO of a brand. Yeah. You know, and he says, well, if you make if you accept this position and we'll make that transition possible for you and buy in tarot and then i had a pause yeah had a pause time and if i hadn't probably gone through the the 2007 and 8 um i don't think i would have even considered selling it because sure. i wanted you know my old line was two-thirds of the world is covered by water and, and tarot is going to take the other third right yeah you know yeah. um but um uh, it made sense you know, we had uh, had some taken on some partners at that time, and it, it made sense. So, um, uh, and what was it? It was um, May seventeenth, two thousand fourteen. I sold. We, my partners, and I sold Intero to technically to Warren Buffett to Berkshire to Home Services, Home Services. of America, yeah. which is a Berkshire Hathaway affiliate, and. Um, uh, so I kind of went from uh, the golf course guy to the, the corner office, but I did get a good sense of pride because of it being Warren Buffett. And since then, I've got to study him and learn from him and things like that. But here's a guy known for, you know, 
looking so carefully at every yes. possible business he can before he buys it, coming to the conclusion that not only did he want to buy my company, but he wanted to have me as a CEO of the one brand that carried his name, Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Right? So that was that was kind of a prideful thing. And For then sure. um so got into um uh, HSF affiliates. We have two great. They had two great brands and still do. Berkshire mm-hmm. Hathaway yep. Home Services and Real Living. Yeah. Okay. We kind of grew that network, and then just in uh, January fifteenth of this year, I got a call. Um, actually, I got the call probably in November, but it was announced on January fifteenth yeah. that um, uh, Ron would like some more help at Home Services, and would I be interested in being the CEO? So right now, my, my role is I'm CEO of Home Services of America, which I think you know did more transactions than anyone, 349,000 transactions, yeah. about 10,000 more than NRT. They yeah. actually did a little bit higher volume, but we did more transactions, more sites. Yeah. And um, I'm the chairman of HSF Affiliates, which makes me the chairman of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and the chairman of Real Living. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, I think I'm in a, a perfect spot for my... Um, for my skill set and, 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 and for what we have. And, and uh, so many people along the way have, have, have helped me from, from Tom Hopkins to um, uh, your, your dad, Mike Ferry, to, um, uh, you know, the, the guys that helped both of us, you know, the, the, the um, Brian Tracy's and Jim the Larry Rons, Kindles and the Jim Rohn's and the Tony right, Robbins right the and, and the, the Tom Ferry is, is, is yeah. on that list. In fact, I talked about that at, at Riz Media. They're all the way going down and Bob Becker's on that yep. list. Um, and then of course, Ron Peltier, who gave me the opportunity to do the, the franchise group yep. and now Home Services of America. So it's a, it's a journey along the way. Everybody's, everybody's part of it. Nobody gets there by themselves, but no. the, the moral the story is for everybody watching if i can do it you certainly can do it absolutely right? you know and and that's kind of like the, the little guy in the golf course could go into construction and then go into real estate yeah. and turn out being arguably you know if if not number one certainly two or three the most influential people in all of real estate today so let's everybody's going to be fascinated by this gino and thank you for the backstory okay. just it gives people flavor and context because especially talking about 2007, eight, nine, so many people look at, you know, uh, women that are so successful, guys like you that are so successful, and they're like, oh, well, they, they don't have my problems. Yeah. You know, they're not being, they don't have people recruiting against my agents or, you know, my sales team for some of our team plus leaders. You know, he must have, all of his salespeople must have always done exactly what he wanted him to do, yeah. right? I mean, like, we, right. we're all dealing with the same crap. Same stuff, right? same but, stuff. But you've got a framework, mm-hmm. right? A framework, 17 points, that have really become the cornerstone of your success, and just for, for context, everybody, this, this West Coast office, I love to call it the offense, off, office, offense, offense, right, for real estate office, there was a great or, or study, a team, you know. or a team, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. a great study um, over a two-year period, Gino basically took on a bunch of owners and said, look, we're going to run this, right? A, 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 sm- a small group of yeah. about seven. Okay, right. so and, and and not really even hold them accountable to running yeah. it, just exposing them. Yeah, just um, exposing you, is the key. If you put accountability in there, it makes a huge difference. Pearson's Law, right, which we're going to talk about. So imagine this, from 2015 to 2017, if you, if you talk to most owners and managers, uh, they're going to say that the average company that year, those two years were basically flat on profitability. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about adding bodies and things no. like that. I'm talking about pre-tax profit from the, the real estate business because what would what, you have? You had an appreciating market, Tom. However, you, you had a lot of other people coming into the business. Bingo. So recruiting retention was tough, but also there was pressure 
on that company dollar too yep. during that all during the since 2015, that's all been the story. A hundred percent. So yeah. in that in that two year window, when the average company was basically flat on pre tax profit, this band of seven that Gino was basically exposing this to had a hundred and eighty percent increase documented pre tax profit. Like a hundred. So if you're watching this right now, if you're one of our coaches, you're paying attention because you want to help the people that you're working with, and you're going to recognize a lot of the similarities. If you're one of our Team Plus leaders, you're running a small office or you're running a team. It's the same principle. And for all of our Management Plus clients and everybody listening on the podcast, whether you're a, a, listen, you could be running a mortgage company, you could be a tech startup, or you can be a real estate person. This all applies. So Gino, I'm going to, I'm going to go through one at a time and just ask you to share your insights around each one of these. And some okay. of them are huge. Mm-hmm. So, so let's start first of all with your leadership philosophy, because okay. it always starts there. Yeah, it, it always starts there. And, you know, influenced by many, many people over the years on that. And um, Jim Rohn certainly to be one of them. Yeah. And it was essentially what we teach in leadership is don't join an easy crowd. You know, Tom, you, you've heard me say this so many I times. Love it. I, I love I'm it. almost like laughing. But don't join an easy crowd where the expectations are lower, where they don't care. And the reason why you don't do that is the problem with that is you won't grow. So you need to grow where you're challenged to study, to read, to learn. I look at all those books that you yep. had out there yep. to develop the next skill. Because in the end of the day, it's always the challenge that develops the, the muscle, the mental muscle, the vocal muscle, the actual physical muscle mm-hmm. to become better, stronger, wiser, yes. and more unique. So there's the philosophy there. So now if you don't- See agree, the beginning part again, because- Don't the, join an easy crowd yeah. where the expectations are low or where they don't care. Okay, so hold okay. on. So, so directly behind you is two interns in my company, Brennan and my son, the real Mike Ferry. Will you just turn around and yeah. say that to both okay. these two handsome right. young guys? All righty, guys. All right, so here's what I just said. I said, don't join an easy crowd where the expectations are low or where they don't care. Because the problem with that is you're not going to grow. You want to go where the expectations are high, go where you're challenged to study, to read, you know, to get better. To, to learn the next skill because at the end of the day it's that whole challenge that creates the muscle the mental muscle the vocal muscle the actual physical muscle to become better stronger wiser and more unique okay i love it thank you um so yeah you, so th- that's the first thing and, and you know what sometimes that uh that philosophy doesn't work with everybody no. right if you want to run a daycare center for adults as yeah. we kind of joke about yep. sometimes yep. It, it doesn't work and that's okay no. That's taking that's, the that, easy that's crowd. Okay. That's yeah. listening to the yeah. masses. Yeah. You know, so, I, I want you to, I, I mean, if you're, you know, the best, best, best team player is, you know, humble, hungry, and smart. And I don't mean academically smart. Yeah. I mean people smart. People smart. Okay? EQ, not necessarily that's, yeah, IQ. Yeah, that's that, that Patrick Lencioni's book on the yep. team player. Yeah, Those exactly. were the three things, right? So, yeah, the philosophy is, 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 is number, is, yeah. is the first thing on my little list there. So, so a lot of your, your philosophy and really comes down to also your routine, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like Gino and I talk every Saturday or Sunday morning, we will text each other first and say, you know, what's the best time? And we talk about, you know, books we've read, we talk about, you know, things that are happening in the world and business, we talk about business, we talk about each other's businesses, we talk about life, we talk about our kids. Um, but, but that I know that I am just one of many routines that you have that create the CEO, the man, the human being that you are for so many. So. Share a little bit about routine and your thoughts around routine okay. for everybody listening. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it just you know, to that point, before I even share that, uh, just on our Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, um, I'll have breakfast with a, with a group of guys, which is our book club. That starts at six a.m. Yeah, I bring Johnny Johnson's one of them, the great uh, yep. All Pro, yep. uh, you know, uh, defensive back for the Rams, and and uh, both his boys are um, there at uh, Texas. You know, yep. um, any case, uh, and then for 
from there, I'll actually now, I'm back. There's like three or four new managers at Intero. I'll meet them at 7 o'clock. Yep. And we'll do 45 minutes of coaching. I'll take them through this whole West Coast offense for running a real estate company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm probably going to hit the gym. And then, you know, you and I are kind of connecting on yep. Saturday morning. Yep. I also have one other person that I that I talk to that I that I, that I coach that, um, uh, that day here. So there's a routine almost on every day. Absolutely. But, but if, if you... If you love what you do and you work with the people that you respect the most, which I have that opportunity to do yeah. with Ron Peltier and Greg Abel and Warren Buffett, you don't get too much better than that, yeah. right? Um, so it, it, it makes it pretty easy. But yeah, the routine, probably, and, and you remember from 2012, and you got the old Tom X. I can remember walking in the he back of that. He did a Tom X yeah. at the summit yeah. that was legendary, still I, to this day. And I can remember walking in after being there from, um, coming back from Hawaii and the, the Summer Olympics, and I'm telling you, hey, I'm just going to do Phelps's routine. I'm not doing my routine. You're like, GB. No. You know, you're like, no, you can use two of those slides. In fact, you already had buyer's remorse that morning of starting. It's the first time you're starting off with 10, yes. 10 realtors. Yes. And I can remember we all go in there and you're looking at some of the guys that we had in there and you're like worried. And then I'm clicking through my slides and you're getting like, GB, what are you doing there? Uh, Tom, I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm really inspired by Michael Phelps right yeah, now. I'm like, you know, routine. screw Michael Phelps. Yeah. I want you to talk about what you did. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and because I had been doing that same routine as Tom knew since Jesus was a baby, literally, yeah. right? Yep. My whole life it was very easy to grab that yellow pad and stand yep. up there and do it. And it turned out okay, right? Oh, you killed but, it. Um, you know, um, if I think the key to victory in business, sports, life is creating a great routine. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, the the first part of that routine is is um, you know you you wake up in this um, in in the morning sometimes, especially when you're new in any business or or a youngster just yeah. starting out. Like, okay, what is the day gonna hold for me? And yeah. and if you if you wake up with fear fear and scarcity, you're 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 at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. So part of what the routine does it has it has meditation, exercise, diet, sleep. Take, take your meds. Take your meds. Keystone habits that create small wins. Yep. Okay, that's all you're looking for there. Yeah. And so the first piece is is, is to kind of like um, meditate and um, or pray, whatever you, whatever you you like to do. You know, um, but but meditating, being quiet for a little bit. You can box breathe by you know. Yeah. Thumb over. I can't yeah. see me right now, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I could, but I could yeah, box yeah. breathe for yeah. you there. But you just get some sort of a calming piece down, and 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 kind of like almost be a little bit um, uh, grateful even at that moment right yeah. there. So you get. To, so I'm I'm going to do that, and then um, I'm going to need to change my state though. So I'm going to, um, I need to kind of become powerful. Now, yeah. you see athletes all the time hooking on their uh, music and listen to hip-hop music or, yep. or whatever they listen yeah, whatever to, fires right? Them up. Yeah, for mine, it happened to be a couple of things, which, which you know so well, Tom, is there was the If poem by Rudyard Kipling. Yeah. You know, if you can keep your head when all about your losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you. You know, they've got great, great lines in there, right? In 2008. I'm looking over at my son. Yeah. That was on his wall was it? for, I don't know, five or six years. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And oh, I yeah. and I gave it to your pappy. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, even like um, you know, in two thousand seven and eight, if if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it at one turn, a pitch and toss and lose and start at any your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. Right. Those are some of those things that stand. So I'll read that, and that'll mm-hmm. actually start to change my state. Yeah. Then um, another mentor of mine, and, and and probably yours, maybe a little bit before you, was a guy by the name of Ogmandino. Oh yeah. And I got a chance to meet Ogmandino back in like nineteen eighty six because. 
because um, Mike Ray, the realtor that I sat behind, former job was a sales guy for Jim Rohn. And so we had Jim oh, Rohn, yeah. we had yeah. Mike Ray, we yep. had J- Jim Rohn, we had Zig, Zig yep. was there, yep. and um, Og Mandino. Yeah. So I got a firsthand impressional brand new agent and kind of hit it off with Og Mandino. In one of his books, Mission Success, there's this one little section where he talks about, I will live as all good actors do when they are on stage only in the moment. Mm-hmm. Got so many gems in it. Things like, yes. now I understand the secret of changing the attitudes of others, and that's to change my own. You know, um, you know things about not walking away from any challenge. You know, yep. uh, I'll reject the stationary position because it's always the beginning of the end. So good, good stuff. So I'll read that. Then there's that famous... Um, self-confidence formula that's in the old uh, napoleon hills book think and grow rich, rich. and yep. um you remember i remember with you and i when we were talking about the book outliers back in 2009 and they're talking about all the wealthy people and i go tom can, can you imagine this andrew carnegie um and, and that was when Buffett had about sixty billion, and, and Gates had about sixty-eight billion. Yeah. I go Andrew Carnegie in two thousand nine dollars had two hundred eighteen billion. You know, and we talked about how Andrew Carnegie um, gets this young reporter, you know, um, uh, Napoleon oh, yeah. Hill, and uh, gives him. $25,000 and says, look, I can give you access to talk to all these great people to study success. Kind of get like, like what you get access to Absol- now do Absolutely, it, right? yes. And, and you write the book. So there's a success, there's a confidence formula in there. Yeah. And then there was another real spiritual one um, by um, Norman Vincent Peale. But, you know, I just totally respect for what everybody believes because, yes. trust me, whatever you believe is the truth. For right? you, exactly. Yeah, for you. you do it with you know? absolute certainty. I mean, being, being a, growing up Catholic, you know, always make the joke about, you know, the guy dies, goes to heaven, and, and uh, gets up there, and St. Peter's like, there's this big wall there. What's behind that wall? Oh, you know, that's where we keep all the Catholics. They're the only ones that think they're there, you know? Because <laughs> every, every religion I've ever been around, there's the only one that thinks they're there, right? Exactly. In, in any case, so, it, you know, you, you just think you're higher power. But anyways, yeah. I'll get that piece done. Yep. So now I've changed. i changed my state. Then I'll do my little success journal. Yeah. Okay. My success journal is the one that Danny sells for twenty bucks. My identical <laughs> I can't success journal. You just Remember said that, that one? On the yeah. Podcast. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yes. But in any case, um, so ten things that made you happy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, or 10 people yep. that made you happy. Yep. Three things took this from um, uh, the, that book, um, The Happiness Advantage. Yep. Um, Sean. Three, Sean Aker. Yep. Three things that made you happy in the last um, 24, uh, 24 hours. hours. And then I'll program the non-conscious portion of my brain, which is servile, which means it sets no goals of its own, doesn't judge the limit, or, or the, the doesn't judge what you're trying to tell it to do. It just tries to carry out the order, and I'll just, you know, I am earning X yeah. number of dollars or yep. more. So that's part of the that's part of that routine. You know, yeah. all, all of that is the beginning routine. Of course, you're going to hit the gym, break break the yep. sweat. Yep. You know, so it's meditation, exercise, get you some know. good nutrition, right? diet, and then yep. and then making sure we talked about this. Remember, we didn't sleep as much as we do now, oh, but yeah. we really force ourselves to sleep. Yeah. You know, and I know you probably have like these little things that are telling you how well you're sleeping because you're Mr. Gadget. My, my aura ring right yeah, here that right. tells me I woke up this morning at 3.45 and it said you are restful and ready to go. Okay. Because I went to bed at 9. So yeah, there you worked go. Worked out okay. There, there you go. Yeah. So so we just talked philosophy and mm-hmm. then we gave, you gave him some insight on routine. And, mm-hmm. I, and what I really want everyone listening right now or watching with us is, you know, we're oftentimes, we're, we're like, tell me what to do. Give me the tactic. What's the script? And what most people miss is, unless you frame it inside a philosophy that is real and true for you, and you've got that morning routine, that discipline, that routine, discipline lifestyle, 
it's very challenging to take a tactic and make it work, in my opinion, without the right philosophy, the way you think about yourself in the world and the way you view business and having those right mental toughness routines. So I just really appreciate you starting with those two. Yeah, you know, and and, and like you, you just, um, it's not on the list here, but it is all a form of discipline, right? Yeah. And when you study championship teams, when you study championship athletes, when you study Champ, I call you a championship business person. When yep. you study people like yourself and companies, the, the, you know, they treat their people well, but the other thing they had in common was they all had a culture of discipline, yes. right? And um, so discipline is so, so important. It's a, it's, and it makes everything easier. You know, that, you know that old saying the pain of discipline weighs ounces and the pain of regret yep. weighs tons, right? But um, if you can have discipline thought, Okay, uh, discipline people and discipline action, action. On, on your team. You know, discipline thought, you're not going to need a hierarchy. Yep. Discipline people, you won't need really a bureaucracy. Discipline action, you don't need excessive controls. Now, don't mistake discipline action, excessive controls for scorekeeping. You got to keep yeah. score on everything, oh, yeah. guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then you take that, uh, the, um, that, that, that ethic of, uh, the, the, ethic of, of discipline or that quality of discipline with the ethic of entrepreneurship, typically you'll get that magical alchemy of great performance yes. and sustained results, which is kind of like what we're all kind of like looking for, right? And not, not, the, not the one deal wonder where you had one great year no. as a realtor yeah. and then so the next one year. one expensive house and think you're hot shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So let's, uh, talk about, let's talk about the next part, which is the 40X, mm -hmm. right? And this is, this is a big conversation. Um, so, so we've all read, you know, the book, the 40X, and if you haven't, you know, the four disciplines of execution, um, you were able to take that and really implement it inside of a real estate company. Yeah. So, so maybe just talk to us high level. We, I think most of the people are going to probably know the 40X. Yeah. So, so give it to them and then frame yeah. it for them for uh, how we're doing it in real yeah, estate. Yeah, I'll give them a little bit of, of an overview. So the four, four disciplines of execution is just a, a system. Um, it's a system of executing. Typically people, um, have all this great strategy and all these great things, but they just don't execute, you yeah. know? And um, I found when I read the book, I was already doing a whole bunch of these things, but it framed it really good. So I'll give you the four disciplines. The first one is 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 focus on a wildly important goal, okay? So you're going to focus on one, maybe two, maybe three goals. You know, the whole idea, if you chase two rabbits, they both get away. Yeah. And if you study goal setting, which I know is kind of a little bit on a part of our list, which Tom, you and I have studied for years. If you got one to two goals, you got a chance to get one to two of them. Yeah. You got, you know, four, four to... Four to, four to 10, maybe you're down to, um, now you're down to maybe getting one of them. And you got yeah. 11 to 20, you, you probably don't get any of them, right? Yeah. So it's so discipline one is the discipline of focus. So you're going to focus on, um, you know, one, two, maybe three of your most important things you're going to do. Yep. Um, Specific end result, measurable goal you can accomplish. Yes. $100 million yeah. in sales. 22% EBITDA, whatever it may whatever, be. Whatever, yep. that may, whatever that might be, yeah. Um, What's the second for, discipline? For, for, home, for home services yeah. right now, our WIG, how do you figure out a WIG is, if everything stays the same, if everything stays the same in your business, what is the one thing that has the biggest impact on your bottom line? So that's the WIG. For yeah. us, it would be like mortgage capture, yeah. and it would be recruiting and retention, that yeah. piece there, okay? Yeah. Those would be the, the two. Okay, so, and, and discipline one, so um, it, it has to have a, um, just like anything else, a couple little rules on it that you wanna do. So you, rule number one is you, you don't have like 10 of them. No. You have one, one. two, or three. Yeah. WIG, wild, important goal. That's what the WIG yeah. means. Now, uh, another thing is the leader can, can um, veto 
You know, like if you're a team leader, if you're running your team and you've got all these team members on or you're a manager, you're running all these agents, you can veto what their wildly important goal is, but you can't dictate it. You yeah. want it to be theirs just like any other goal. Yep. Okay. Um, the next one is it's got to have, um, and the most important thing, it's got to have a finish line. Any goal has to be from, I would call it from X to Y by when. You know, and, and the most famous one is, is um, you know, 1961 before a joint session of Congress, JFK, yep. saying, land a man on the moon, X, mm-hmm. bring him back safely, Y, mm-hmm. by the end of this decade. Yep. Now, if you study history on that, um, that not only mobilized NASA, the stock market went up like mad because yep. they had a goal. He says, we will choose yes. to do, we choose to do this, but we choose to do not a lot of other things because of that. So that's discipline one. Yep. Discipline two, Tom, is acting on the lead measures. Now, mm-hmm. lead measures are different than lag measures. Every mm-hmm. every accountant can show us lag measures. Here's how many sales I had last month. Yep. Here, here's how many listings I had last month. Here's what my profit was last month. Lead measures are, are, are predictive. Mm-hmm. And they're influenceable. So it predicts if I do this, I get that. Yep. Okay. I like to think of a lead measure as a huge um, lever. My goal, my wig, is this big boulder. Mm-hmm. I've got this lever here. Now, the lever's got to move a lot mm-hmm. to get the boulder to move. But I know if I move the lever a lot, I can predict the boulder will move. Yep. And I can also influence. Yep. the boulder on moving. Yep. Okay. Hundred percent. So that that that's that's the lead lead measure. Like you you want to um you want to lose weight. All right. You can get on the scale every day. That's the lag measure. That's yeah. how much I weigh. Or maybe we count our calories and watch what we eat and do yep. X amount of exercise. Be yep. the lead measures. So that's discipline number two. The third discipline is to have a compelling scoreboard. And I loved walking around your office here. All I saw was scoreboard after yep. scoreboard after scoreboard. Yep. And, you know, um, even even there with the scoreboard of the salespeople there. And I told you, one of these times you have to stop by the headquarters there for the, um, the, the, eight, the franchise group. But I got the scorecard right in the waiting room, yeah. which is kind of a little uncomfortable for people when they see the, the sales guy's scorecards pop, pop right up there, too. So, it is uncomfortable, but why is it uncomfortable for some people? Because uh, it's the brutal facts. Yeah, you know. I mean, look, we, you know, we like we're watching the NBA finals right now. The score is the score, right? The, the final, the final two minutes, and I, I, I agree with you. I think the scoreboard also has to have a time element to it, yeah. right? So it's for the day, for the week, for the month, end of the month, end of the quarter, whatever it may be. But when you take, you know, two minutes, that final two minutes of an NBA game, you know, the, you know, the final, you know, maybe fourth quarter of a football game, whatever it may be, the second you put that element of a time clock, now the urge, like you watch the fans. Oh my God, we got two minutes left, right? Yeah. Same thing happens to people that want to be high performers. People that want to run from that, run from that. Yeah. Um, another little analogy, and that's a great analogy. Here's why everyone you need everyone needs to know the score all the time you're going to perform better all you have to do is watch a pickup basketball game or even me playing ping pong with my daughter at the beach house yeah we're going dink 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 dad let's keep score now oh okay whack you know right <laughs> yep you know that's just that's just it so so that's discipline number three a uh, couple things about the scoreboard though um it's you got to be able to see it it can't be, be it can't only be on your computer no. it can't even only be on your smartphone it's got to be up in front where you see it everywhere yep. when you when when you go in it's got to be easy 
if you think of a scoreboard at a football game, it's got six things on it yep. because that's all the players need. Now, Bill Belichick has got a, a scorekeeping of every possible. 7,000 things yeah. going on. Hang time on the punt. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, yards per completion. I mean, yes. you, he needs that to coach the game. Yeah. The players only need simple there. Yeah. And then the other thing I like to have a rule on the score thing is you got to be able to look at it. And if you can't figure it out in five seconds, if you're winning or losing, yep. it's usually too complicated. Okay. Yeah. So that's a third discipline. Yep. The uh, fourth discipline is the first these disciplines kind of set the whole thing up. Yeah. And I see tons of companies that I expose this to and they'll do all three disciplines. Yeah. But why it doesn't work is they don't do the fourth one because without the fourth discipline, you're not in the game. Yeah. And that's a cadence of a call one to two times per week. Yep. Okay. Where all you're doing is saying, I commit it, like I'm a realtor right here, I commit it to making X number of new listing contacts. Yep. Okay. Um, I committed to making X number of buyer contacts. I committed to doing X, X number, number of appointments, appointments, whatever it may whatever. be. Yeah. Any leading indicator. Any leading indicator. Okay. So, so on that call, you're going to say, I committed to doing five, um, you know, five new contacts. I made five new contacts. So you, you report, you review the scoreboard and you plan. It can go fast. It yep. should be fast. Yep. I can do 14 people in 20 minutes, yep. and they're maybe picking five things. They're saying they're in touch with their accountability partner. Yep. Their wig for the week yep. was this. What are they doing to improve so they're better this week than last week? And then they make their commitment. Yep. So they got five or six things they're doing there. And um, I still want to invite you to sit in on one of those. It's it. It's it. And the other the other rule is um, you held on the same day at the same time every time. So ours is 6:30 West Coast time. Mm-hmm. So 9.30 for the guys on the East Coast. Yep. But there's that call, our, our, our wig call that we so do. So cadence is like rhythm, right? It's rhythm. frequency. It's how often it happens, right? Yeah, so it, for minimum listening. of a week. Minimum yep. of a week. Also part of the um, 40X system is actually yep. a, um, a Friday wrap-up call. So you're so, hitting a couple of your, your yeah, big so points m- here, which is the yeah. Wednesday, you know, the Wednesday and the Friday, you know, yeah. wrap up. Yeah. Fr- fr- Friday, Friday wrap up call is more of a, it's, it's not a, now on the Monday call, the wig call, the wildly important goal call, the whirlwind, which is your day job, no excuses or nothing let in. You're mm-hmm. only saying, did I do it or did I not do it? Yeah. You know, I committed to doing this. I did that. We yep. don't care anything that might no have happened. Stories, no stories, no drama, yeah. the, no the, the old, dog died. The, the, the old, the box is small, Yeah. so a story won't fit in the box, yeah. right? You know, yeah, that, yeah. that was always funny. Yep. But um, so, so that's, that's the Monday call. The Friday wrap-up call in, in part of this West Coast offense system is where you have everybody on the call, okay? And Tom, give me your win for the week. Yeah. What, 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 what did you win? What, yeah. what did you do? We, you're going to have conversations. Yeah. What did you learn this week? And everybody's mm-hmm. sharing more of what they do. You might have some sort of a training on that. You sure. might have, um, hey, Tom Ferry's going to come by and say hello to the group. Yeah. You know, something like that. But your, your wrap-up call is completely different. That could take an hour, and you're not on a – it's not a set – pattern of what you're doing yeah you can you maybe talk about the whirlwind that day sure right your your regular job um on that list that you mentioned there yeah wednesday and i just put it down for wednesday but it was you know masterminds are a 
big, big thing, and big, big thing nowadays. And, and Tom, you and I know it goes back to 1937, Napoleon yep. Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, yep. where he talked about forming a mastermind. You get two minds together, create the third mind that's more powerful than the two, and groups. And those are great. And it's great, I think, to that camaraderie to get people yes. to do it. It doesn't have to be Wednesday night, but you want to have some form of a mastermind do you with, want your, it, so with in, your group. That's what I want to ask. So is, yeah. this, is this for mastermind for my team? Is this mastermind for my office? Is this mastermind it, it, for me as a CEO? It, it depends. It can be, it can be, it can, because the answer is yes. It can be any of those. You can get the whole office together, get mm-hmm. some of those top producers in. You can get groups of just top producers. Mm-hmm. You can get just groups of newbies. You can get these different groups. But the, the masters, you're just sharing ideas, yes. right? Yep. Sharing ideas and trying to create that third mind yep. and, and make yourself aware of it. Um, next thing I had, I'm like, you know, as funny as this is, and um, actually talks about you know it. it's not funny to me at all because okay, I am good. I am the biggest fan of every everybody I coach. Okay, we're doing this all the time. Okay, yeah, and you remember me at Intero? There was never a month that went by yep. I didn't have a contest. Yeah, okay, but um, so number know, six, if you're paying attention to the list yeah. here, is contests. Yeah, right for teams, for you know, for groups, for your whole company, office yeah. against office. It's like Gino, I need more listings. What should I do? Run Hold a contest. contest. <laughs> right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, Tom, we'll, 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 we'll hey, role play it. Tom, profitability Tom, yeah. is down. Yeah. What should Tom? Profitability is down. What should I do? Hold the contest. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom, I can't get them to buy in the plan. What should I do? Oh, easy. Let's do a contest. Yeah. You know. So basically, the answer is hold a contest. Is is simple as that. So I'm glad yep. you're saying that you, you you like it. Part part of these things sometimes is. The basics are so simple yes. that people just discount them. Oh, they yes. roll their eyes on contests. Okay, so you ready? Big shout out to one of my personal clients, CEO of BH&G Rand Properties. Remember Marsha mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Rand? So mm-hmm. Matt Rand has done a phenomenal job, and get this, four years of coaching now. Three years ago, I said, Matt, we gotta run more contests. And he said, Tom, I just, I'm not a contest guy. It's just not my thing. I said, are you a performance and profit guy? He goes, yeah. I said, let me explain something. When things are bad, throw a contest. When things are good, throw a contest. When you made money, throw a contest. I just had my coaching session with them yesterday. Get this. They took, caught 1,200 agents. They had 467 agents book 13,000 appointments in six weeks from February through middle of March, right? If anybody's paying attention to what was going on in the first quarter, especially if you were in the Northeast on real estate transactions, right? Everybody was losing money, right? They're up. 20% year over year on listings taken. They're up 9% year over year on profitability. You with me on this? I mean, yeah, it's, when everybody else is at best flat or when down. Everybody else is flat or down. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is contest, 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 contest. Every sales team leader watching this knows, right? Every coach knows if you want to increase performance, put people in a pressure cooker fun environment where they perform. So, what would be your cadence? Like you said, monthly? Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. So what would be your cadence? Like you said monthly? 
as, as often as you can. We we would have we would have one when there was no listings. We did like a yearly one solely on listings, and it was simply yep. you figure out the company dollar that you make off of every one of your deals. Okay, yep. so you got that one, and then you say, okay, now we're down on listings. So if you get five more listings than you got last year, you can't say if it's get X number of yeah, listings yeah, yeah. because then the guys yeah. that do the listings get the listings. It's five more than last year. Yep. Okay, you get to go to Hawaii. That'd be a pretty cool one. Yep. And you know it. it you way I had done the math on it. The one more deal paid for the trip. So those four were All bread profit. and butter, and yep. you got people focusing. Yep. The contests get people to focus yep. on, on, on what they need to do. Um, so contest, 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 contest all contest. the time. Yeah. And what do you say to the person? Well, I don't like, man, I don't really like contests. Yeah. So they're on a team, yeah. right? They're on yeah, a yeah. team, and, and um, you know, you got to get your, get your team captain and help de- <laughs> let them deal with it. Yeah, right? help, help right. get that person yeah. in line. Right. Okay, so, so that goes nicely into number seven, which is accountability partners. Yeah. We're talking about the, the West Coast offense we got. I'm going to go through this. Yeah. Philosophy, routine, the 40X, Wednesday night or masterminds, mm-hmm. Friday wrap-up call, right? Culture of mm-hmm. discipline, being in communication, contests always, and then accountability partners. Yeah, okay. So um, accountability partners is, is, is two things. One, number one is accountability, but number two, is a team will always play together and perform better if they're that piece of camaraderie. Yeah. Learn that from the 1980 49ers. They're still yeah. best pals, all those guys, yeah. right? So what happens with an accountability partner, you're going to talk to that accountability partner every day. You know, and we, we have five days, but you typically, when they're my accountability partner, I call them every day, yeah. right? Because it's just simple to do, and it, it, it is. So the first thing that you do on that accountability um call is you're going to get to know your partner because you know the better you know your partner the better you're going to perform together so i'm going to ask them 18 questions and i give them the 18 questions it's like so tom how do you describe what you do and how'd you get started and where are you originally from and what's your current family situation what was your family situation growing up were you active in school give me a give me a memory that stands out from school okay what else tom do you do besides work you know, if a young person was asking you for advice on how to live your life, what would you tell them? You'd tell them, if you looked at your life as a radar scope, there'd be highs, there'd be lows. Give me one of the highs, Tom. What does that tell you about yourself? Give me one of the lows. What got you through? You know, it's, it's, it's 18 connecting questions, nothing about um, anything but focusing on that person. And here yeah. you can find out that, geez, you know, um, you're, you know, for me, it would be, hey, he's a middle child and I'm a middle child, or I, yeah. I did this, or I had that, or, or, or yeah, my, my dad said that too, you know, or, yeah. or, or, or I like to do this, I like to play golf, or I like, you know, whatever. But you get to know that person, okay? Yeah. You build that little bond. Um, then the next time with the accountability partner, the other person asks the questions. Yes. Okay? And uh, I would do that actually for any branch managers out there, recruiters. That would be my first interview that I do if I was trying to recruit, if I was trying to recruit Tom, I'd call him up, try to meet with him. He's, oh, no, I'm not interested in, in joining Intero or, or Berkshire Hathaway yeah, or whatever. whatever the company would be, you know, and then, you know, we'd say, well, you know, most agents aren't, and I just want to get, but essentially, I'd want to make that first meeting with my person and remember the philosophy that you already heard. Mm-hmm. My first meeting was going to be a coaching call, but the very, very first meeting was going to be nothing about the company, n- uh, nothing about myself only zero in 
with questions on them. Now, mm-hmm. how I could fix this is I'd have another appointment showing up in 30 minutes. I can make those 18 questions last exactly 30 minutes. The law of reciprocity, Tom, wants them to ask those same, me to yes. ask the same questions to me. So it usually got me the second interview. Yeah. Yep. you know back and, and and that was a great thing and that'd be the one of the greatest things if we were coaching the if you were in the, using the west coast offense on your team yes. your team leader yep. okay that's what you do to your center of influence you yeah. get them in there and you ask them those questions the law of reciprocity they want to have that for yes. you you find things in common next thing you're doing it. so accountability partners um and then you're just going to um have them you know they, they've sent you the top seven things which we'll cover in a minute yeah. um the top seven things they're going to do that day so how'd you do yesterday yeah kind of like our old little coaching call so yes. gb what did you do last what week were your numbers yeah how'd you how'd do you, how'd you do follow up on you know? this yeah. yeah or and, and i remember a few times like GB, that's, that's that's piss poor. I'd expect more of you to do that. You know, I've heard you say that to me before. I'm tough. He's you know? tougher, but I'm you know? pretty tough. But I but but I remember those things. You know, and then because of that, the next week I made sure I did those things. Yeah. Just that simple little yeah. Um, peer okay, pressure. that actually goes nicely into. So again, we're talking about the West. You're asking an owner, a manager, yeah, yeah. a so, CEO. So now, yeah, everybody in everybody in the office has a has an accountability partner. Yeah. Um. In fact, Kevin Kevin Authors, Kevin our, our communications guys here. Kevin, who's your accountability partner this week? This month, Claudia. Okay, Claudia. Yeah. So Kevin, the, the 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 head of communications is with the guy that does uh, Europe, the Middle East, and Africa franchise sales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Claudia. Perfect. Right. Perfect. You know. And uh, my mine's Nina. She's in charge this time. Uh, she's in charge with um, bringing vendors in. You know, yes. preferred providers and yes. things like that. But Everybody, a culture a, of a, accountability. A, 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 Everybody's got an so accountability. Everybody's got an accountability partner. Okay. Um, and which goes nicely team, into yeah. what to be accountable to, which is that yeah. top seven list. Yeah. So, so the, the the number the next thing on that list was always to make you know work from a list. Duh. You know, you say yeah. okay. Uh, like raise of hands out there. How many of you work from a list? And everybody raises their hand, yep. of course. And they say, well, let me see your list for today. Oh, I don't have mine today. Sometimes you hear that. But when you do have a list, the biggest drawback on having that list, Tom, as, as we've talked about over the years, yep. um, it's funny, you're really paying good attention to, and you're, there's and you're nothing you're hearing new that we haven't talked about for the last 30 years, right? Gino, um, and it's a blueprint for documented success for every person yeah. listening is right. Okay. We don't need some crazy we're, we're, idea. We need discipline and fundamentals to dominate in this yeah. environment. So, so okay, so we got a list, right? Yep. So you got this list. Now the downside of the list is you do the easy things on the list just to get the list moving because yep. we're we're normal, yep. right? You know, and uh, just like how you'd straighten your desk up so many times when you have to prospect, right? You got everything in order. Okay, now I'm going to start. But <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go to the restroom. Yeah. Now I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I need some water. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but in any case, so so the way around the long list and 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 doing the easy things on the list just to get the list moving is you do the top seven. And it's nothing new. Yeah. I mean, and people call it the top six. I was superstitious with six being you know the yeah. devil's number and seven yeah. was God's number, so I made it seven. Very you Catholic know? of you, right yeah, there. Yeah, very yes, Catholic yes. of me. Now as 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 I as I get older, <laughs> six is perfectly fine yeah whatever 13's fine yeah. you know what i mean but it's, it's okay. funny what you what you get in there but um you put those down there now the key on the top seven list okay mm-hmm. so you prioritize them most mm-hmm. important thing first but the key that no one very few do but if you do it it'll have a huge impact is you put a time frame next to the yes. task yes and the reason yes. why you put a time frame next to the tax to the task is Parkinson's law. Yep. And Parkinson's law is work expands or contracts to, the, to fit 
the mm-hmm. time allotted, right? Yep. So you put those times. You try to finish the task during that time. Now, day make, doesn't always go perfect. Make my 10 conversations between 9 and 11, yeah. right? Yeah. Do my listing follow-up conversations on Monday between 11 and 2, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe even tighten them down. Sure. And tight, tighten, tighten the time frames down. But essentially what you do is you don't pad the 11 to 2 time. Mm-hmm. You don't pad that time frame. You pad some breaks in there. Yes. But you're going to make X number of calls in this amount of time, yep. or you're going to do this task in this amount of time, yep. or have this meeting in this amount of time, because work will expand or contract to fit whatever time you give it. It's just not one man's opinion. It's just kind of how it is. Remember the old 80-10 is what I was thinking. As soon as you said that, it was you know, like, hey, we want to prospect for 90 minutes. Got to do my recruiting calls. Got to do whatever my, you know, whatever my calls. Go for 80 minutes. Take a 10-minute break. If you're gonna do if you're gonna do a double, right, and go for three hours, go for eighty minutes, take a break, go for eighty minutes, take a break. Yeah, that's right? that, like, that whole thing of keeping the exactly. time frame in there. Yeah. Love it. So you know. so I think we're clear on the, you know, everybody should be working from a list. The the list that's gonna move the needle and move the business forward based upon the, your KPIs, your yeah, leading your seven, and lagging your indicators. Seven most important, you yep. put those seven most important things in, you know, no matter what, you get that done. Yeah. How does that differ from the monthly commitments, which is number nine? Okay, monthly commitments is actually looking at your month and making a commitment that you're absolutely going to do certain things. So it helps you in two ways. Leading or lagging? Like results or activity? Activity. Got it. It, 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 um, And there could potentially be some results on it. You know, like if you put on committed to losing five pounds and, and, and you hadn't, and it's the 28th of the month, well, then I guess you have to just starve yourself and Cut not your eat hand for off. two days. Or yeah. do, and that's what the commitment is. Yeah, you know, it's like exactly. it's, it's like you know, you, if you're interested in being successful, we do what's convenient. If you're committed to being successful, you do whatever it takes. And that's kind of like what yep. the commitment piece is. Bingo. Tom. So, um, what I like to have and are these visual scoreboard up up vi- and visual. visual my county par- my yes. accountability partner yes. knows. Yeah, if I do it for a group of your yep. people, you'll yeah. see slides of this. You'll see Ronnie yes. Lott looking at. 60 people that made commitments and trying to figure out what are you doing here yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. next thing you know he's doing it for his toyota dealership right yep. but um but in any case yeah so what i like everyone to do is the first thing on that commitment is days worked i want them to mm-hmm. look at their schedule and put down the number of days that they're going to work yeah and because i don't expect everybody to work all the time yeah. you know it's not healthy and there's all those different little little things that go along with it so so day, days work and then now if it's a manager it's going to be you know recruiting contacts made retention yeah. contacts made if it's an agent it may you know listing contacts made buyer exactly. contacts made yeah. those types of things I, I typically will give them about six things on there i like to have the handwritten notes on on, on every one of the things and then they got seven eight nine and ten one, two, three, four more that they can put anything personal want, yeah. on there. Yeah. Okay, I'm so exercise, that's on there. I want to do you know two dates. Read, read this book. Read this. Read this book. Yeah, that that kind of thing. So, but that, what I love about that is that, in, and again, not to gloss over such an, in my mind such an important thing. There's something about you know we write a business plan. Right. And then we do it with ours where we say, now you break it down into monthly increments. Like, so what am I committed to this month that's going to carry over from the last month that's going to move me one step closer to my goal for the next month? Mm -hmm. And there's just something about those short term bursts, just like a competition or a Mm -hmm. contest that just keeps us focused. Right. And it's it's kind of like there's 12 quarters in a year, you know, like in a in a sporting, you know, like a football game or, you know, like I got I got 12 opportunities to hit the target. Make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, it makes makes perfect sense. And then actually, and of course, you score keep it. 
Absolutely. You score keep it. And Absolutely. You, and you post it up. And so, and the goal would make 100% of your commitments. Yeah. And that's why if they're activity-based, there's no excuse for you not to. Now, yep. I remember the first time I did this, I was back at Intero, and I said, you know, I'm going to go visit 26 offices this remember, month. Remember that, Tom? And I said, mm, yeah. be hard on your yeah, schedule there, yeah, partner. Yeah, and, 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 and you're like, you know, you were like, Gino, here's where you blew it. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you blew it when you made the commitment. Yeah. You didn't make a realistic commitment, yeah. right? Good intention. Good intention. Good intention, but hard to execute. Hard to execute, yeah. So I want to bounce from Keystone Habits and Book Club to Daily Tracking Sheet because mm-hmm. it goes so well with everything else we're doing mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so you, we're talking monthly commitments. Yeah. We're talking working from a list. Yeah. So what is this daily yeah, tracking this, sheet? This, this, What's this, on Tom, it? This is the one that we made up when um, – uh, we became sent. This goes back to like 1998. Yep. Okay, because um, again, in in a position where you have to have to execute. Yep. So it's a it's a just a, a little sheet, and it's got things for production. It's got yep. things on it where I should have actually brought one with me, but it, it talks about. Um, this we'll po- is more we'll for, post one on the uh, management team plus yeah, the coaches page. Okay, super. Yeah. yeah, this is this is more for a manager, but it's, you yeah. know, new agents hired, um, experienced agents hired. You know, that would be those types of things. And and the whole idea is each day you would look at that and you'd fill that out um, because you'd need to know those numbers. Yes. Okay. If it was your office or your team, listings taken would be on production. You know, um, listings put under contract. You you need to know that if it if it's. uh, if you're a manager, you want to make sure that you know that agent got a, a listing so you can go congratulate that agent for a listing. It's got everything that you can yeah. possibly think of doing that. So we'll, we'll need to post it. I mean, yeah. even open house visits. Exactly. And then when you see this tracking sheet, Tom, I have a whole nother page where it gives a definition of yeah. it, which is huge. Like, so open house You'll visits. You'll share that? We can post yeah, that Yeah, share that. We'll post it. Yeah. Um, open house visits. And here's what my definition was, because I, I know it by heart. It says, provide shock value to the agent holding the open house because their manager never worked on a weekend. Oh. Right? Okay? That's always resented that's so by good. the independent contractor as they work weekends, you yeah. know? So that's yeah. right in there as a definition. Um, uh, one of the things is, from a, from a manager Read standpoint... That, say that one more time. I know you're, you're doing it from memory. Yeah. One more time. The definition uh, of an open house for every manager watching right, right now, right. every person that wants so, to recruit yeah, more people. It's something like this, yeah. Provide shock value to the agent holding the open house because mm-hmm. their manager that they had never worked on a weekend. Right, and, 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 and people it, might it, question it's, it's how great, in the world it's, it's great, you grew yeah, so fast. Yeah, it's a great leadership by yeah. example. You're yeah. you're out there, and it's been resented by the independent contractor because they're working on Saturday yeah. and Sunday and more yeah. and and stuff like that. So that's that's why that's part of part of the system. We had a guy, um, you know, Jerry Kiss. I remember back in the day, he probably hired most of his people that he met because he was going to open houses. Now. If you say you got to go to open houses, nothing really happens. You put go to open houses in a in a contest and you put points for it. All your managers are out there doing it. Thank okay, so, so that's it. So but that's um, so the daily gonna, tracking yeah. sheet. It's got it's got management by wandering around. MBWA. MBA. How yep. many times did you get up? And walk around your act. Not like, oh, I do it all the time. Yeah. No. Did you get up and actually make the intention of walking yeah. around, high-fiving Tom Ferry and saying, hey, you're doing great. Yep. Keep up that energy. Yep. What are you working on? How you doing? You know, that type of thing. Do you remember the origin of that? Do you remember yeah, the book? Yeah, Tom Peters in Search of Excellence. Yep. Yep. MBWA. He's That's a, right. He called it Management by, by 
walking, walking around. around. I think it, it changed kind of to management by wandering around or yep. whatever. But anyway, yeah, I remember hearing that for the first time, and I implemented it. I made it part yep. of the system way way back then. Love so th- that's that's on that tracking sheet. There's mm-hmm. things like even showing up for um, uh, show, showing up for a board meeting. Um, sure. You know, and, 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 and where you sit, when you go to a real estate board meeting, you know, you get there early or don't show up. You get right by the door. You're the greeter. Yeah. You know how uncomfortable that makes every other manager in there and you're yep. smiling and shaking hands with everybody and being their best pals. So there's a whole list of, of actions in there. Calling agents, congratulating an agent that they just got a listing before their own manager even knows they exactly. got a listing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Congratulate them on a closing. Congratulate them on all sorts of things. Okay. So those are great, great. That, that daily tracking sheets is, is huge. I, I'm almost thinking like if somebody just took that one on, they're going to have a massive increase in their production. Massive. Right. Massive. I mean, as an owner, as a manager, as a team leader, right? Just there's so, so we got to, we got to make sure do, we get do that the on there. Do the thing have the power. Do not the thing have not the power. Speaking right. My language. Man. Emerson. Speaking my right? language. Yep. Okay. So I want to just, I want to ask you, a, I want to move away from the list just for a second because okay. you, you just covered open houses, mm-hmm. right? We got handwritten notes. Uh, we're going to talk about this one because it's really big. Um, this one we talked about a little bit. I want to get mm-hmm. to this, this and this, but I want to say to you, like already I'm sensing that there could be someone watching this right now that is like, I'm exhausted. Like that is, I mean, guys, like I'm looking at my, you know, I mean, it's in it. It's a huge list with all these elements inside of it, right? For some people, it's going to feel overwhelming. Yeah. What do you say to that person? Do, do a little bit of it. Do say a little, it again. Do, do a little bit of it. Do a little bit of it then. Yeah. You know? It, would you, how would you prioritize if I was going to do a little? Like, because most people are going to go right where they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe that is the right yeah, solution. Um, I, I, you know, they're all, uh, you know, do what you like. You get yeah. a greater chance of doing it if, if you like it, yeah. right? It's like um, I could never knock on doors because I could never get past the first door, and that was my car door. I couldn't even get out. I drive to the neighborhood and couldn't get out, Tom. I, I, and honest to God, that's, yeah. I'm yeah, telling yeah, yeah. you that. Yeah, yeah, you'd be terrified. Like, yeah, it's like. No, I, I can't be doing it. Now when I think back, I wished I did it. Yeah. You know, I think maybe I had, um, uh, over the years, you know, you work on becoming humble. You actually work on that, you know. And I might have been too prideful. I'm never going to knock on someone's door. Yeah, exactly. You know, or whatever stupid reason I had in my yeah. little feeble mind of not doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that was, that. I, I can remember driving to my farm and, grabbing the door and not having the power of getting out yeah and i'm coming back i couldn't get past the first door what my car door i couldn't get out you know it's just such a classic line but it, it's it, but everybody everybody that's the phone yeah it's knocking on a door it's sending the email it's yeah. doing their first video on social yeah it's all the same mm-hmm. all right so so talk to me about um Let's do some easy ones. Book mm-hmm. club, yeah. Keystone Habits, yeah. handwritten notes. Sure, B- book club, book club. Just, you know, you get your team. We're talking team. company culture here. Yeah, you get, you get your team, you get your team reading the same book. Here's our book of the month or yeah. every other month or yep. whatever that might be. And then, you know, um, you can really, really, really dial it down where we would have on the, um, 
assign everybody a chapter. Yeah. So um, not only they'd have to report on the, like the Friday call. Mm-hmm. Okay, today we're going to talk about um, chapter 13. That's Ben Bruno. Ben, what did you learn from chapter 13? Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe that's the only chapter he read. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that whole philosophy of trying to do um, uh, a book club all, yeah. all boils down to continuous learning. Constant, Con- never-ending improvement. Ca- constant, yeah. never-ending improvement. Every time you learn something new, you rewire your brain so you're actually like growing your brain and um it just it it has to become part of the culture that you gotta hey how about this book hey how about that book you know i was i was in in, um at ebby the great company ebby holiday last week in dallas and chris kelly uh said he mentioned that book by um patrick lincioni the ultimate team player he, while he's mentioning it to me, I'm like downloading it on. Yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to it now. I'm saying, you know, now I'm 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 reading I'm reading the thing off to you. You know, humble, hungry, and smart. Yeah, you know, right because right, just right from the book, right yep. there, right. Yeah, constantly so, growing. Yeah, and it is, and it kind of can be a fun and 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 neat thing to do. You and, know, and to, as a, as small a group, team, as big a group. team, whole company, management yeah, can, team. As many as you know, yeah. right? You can yeah. you can make it. You know, in the old days, you used to give every I'd give every one of the managers a book. Yeah, you, you know, know what I love about it too? It also creates an accountability for the leader, right? Who maybe isn't reading as much or listening as much, right? So you're all on this again cadence of accountability yeah. together, right? Yeah. You always win in that. Yeah, you really almost have to make that one to anybody who wants to be a, a leader or yeah. really continue to grow and be successful. It's just got to be a habit. I, I yeah. don't have, I've never had a day go by that I didn't listen to some type of a book. Exactly. It just doesn't happen or a podcast or whatever. It's incomprehensible you know? Did you, did you, did you listen to that one that I sent you this uh, week, uh, the Will Chamberlain one? Was that classic? <laughs> no, because I'm knee deep right now and going through the trillion dollar coach uh, okay. and I'm just listening to it over okay. and and I don't want yeah. any distractions. Okay. From, yeah. So yes, but, it's but all that, my list. But that was it. That was a yes. cool one right there. Absolutely. You know? yeah. So handwritten notes, uh, pop buys, and role play. Yeah, handwritten notes. Just do them. It, they're just it's incredible. But Gino, powerful. we live in a world where we can send videos, email, text. It still seems to be um, video. Video is great. You yeah. Know? Um, in fact, I will get when I get a handwritten note from someone, I'll get behind. And I'll do it today, yeah. right, Kev? I'll get, I'll get behind the camera, and I go, hey, this is Gino Blafari. I'm just shooting some videos here in, in Irvine today, and I just got this handwritten note from you. I wanted to thank you that, and I'll text them that. Yes. And yep. that's a little quick one, you know, yep. probably even more powerful. But still, um, handwritten note just seems to just be that one little personal thing. It, it is a little personal thing that goes in. Actually, I, I agree with you, yeah. right? I agree with you. And I tell people, if not that, send a video right you know because a video they can respond to mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. you know i love it all what mm-hmm. about role play are you, are you telling me you want ceos and managers to role, role play role play role, role play role play if you're a manager you should be role playing so it's just becomes your own little script you know um one of the goals i've set in 2019 tom is to get to know everybody that mm-hmm. does business in our marketplace yeah and you know i haven't had the chance to to ever meet you and you know dominic nicoli in our office told me what a great agent you mm-hmm. were and and i and i'd love love to meet with you you know and yeah. something like that that was a script right and then yep. tom says no i'm not interested in moving yeah. you know well tom i know great agents are but you know let me just tell you this there's a lot of times there's multiple offers coming in and you know what happens every single time to the agents receiving them a multiple offer from a company from another different company than than intero i go they come to me and say do you know tom ferry yeah, I know Tom Ferry, yep. and he's a great guy, guy. And yep. I know if he brings in an offer, 
it will close. He'll do his job. He'll do it great. So worst, that's the worst thing that happens, right? Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. And they need to be practicing that so they can they can say it just how, like, we used to say, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, one of three things will happen, happen. today. You know, <laughs> you'll list your home with me. Or you'll decide not to or list I'll your just, home with me. Or yeah. I'll decide not to take the listing. And, and any of those three are okay. Absolutely. Right? You Absolutely. know, I mean, like, you know, I, mean, I don't really. Man, that was like, I think that was actually created, like, carved in stone. Yeah. Like, that's how old that's right, right, But yeah. we memorized that yeah, stuff. You remember, because you, you don't want to be reading the thing. No, you know? no. Just don't be doing that. No. And, and got to make it your own and, and, and be able to, to, to say it. Yeah. But, um, you know, that is, um, you know, my listing presentation was, this is the file on yeah. the sale of your property. Yeah. It's a triplicate file. Mm-hmm. I have one. You have one. And our broker is required by law to maintain one. Yes. You know what I mean, right? I mean, just, you know, you got to practice this stuff. <laughs> press hard, lots of copies, yeah, right? You know, that's right? where the old that's, school that's press why we hard, lift all these weights and drink all that celery yeah, juice now, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, Gino, yeah. um, you have shared so much here. And, and I would call it, I would call it wisdom. I would call it management philosophy. But I'd also call it a framework for how an entrepreneur, a real estate manager, a team leader, a CEO of any business, you're talking about uh, your, you know, Ronnie Lott, like taking the same methodology back to his car dealerships. Yeah, yeah. It is universal business truths. So if you didn't get a chance to talk to, you know, our extraordinary network, which I know you're always with and connected and hanging out, but if you, if you could just share your last, full, you know, couple few words of, of wisdom, for everybody out there listening right now, what would you say to kind of close this out today? To close this out today, um, it, it goes back to just doing the thing. You know, you, yeah. you just, all of these will work. A couple of them will even make a big impact. You do them all yeah. and you'll just be stunned. Yes. But um, they're, they're easy to do. It's that slight edge concept. Yeah. They're easy to do and they're very easy not to do. One, one of the things that wasn't, wasn't in here in the West Coast offense for running a real estate company would be um, you know, schedule. You, you blocking out one hour every day, mm-hmm. every day to make recruiting and retention calls, if that's your wig for your yes. company, that's a huge, huge thing. It's not too much to ask, it's your main, main job. The other thing, if I dug even deeper, yeah. is you take one week of the month that's the slowest week and you pick one day. And for eight hours on that one day, the manager's gonna make recruiting and retention calls yep. and he's gonna tell all the agents that's the day that you make your past client calls and you do that yep. and that's what we're doing today. Yep. Now you have a few buffers in yeah. to take care of some yep. things, but yep. that's just that one big day. Imagine you get everybody, imagine I get at home services, if I could get them to do this, all those companies, one day of the month, everybody making a call at the same time, wowzer. Absolutely. You well, know. you know, our community knows because we do these like madman, madwoman appointment setting days yeah. where we say, see how far, you know, can you go three hours, four hours, five hours? Can you book three appointments, five appointments, 10 appointments? We'll mm-hmm. get these people that in a nine hour day will book 21 appointments. Mm-hmm. Now, look, some of them are amazing, some of them are half assed, mm-hmm. but when you got 21 meetings and you do it all in one day, it changes your psychology, it changes your self esteem, it changes your self image of who you are and what your potential is. <laughs> And then your calendar is full with meetings. You're going to kill it. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, and and you know, um, and what you find out is the more you prepared, the better you were able at doing yep. it. I can remember, remember the old um, prospecting, prospecting school. Yeah, coming into prospecting school, right? Yeah. And it's the first thing I asked, I think it was probably Patrick. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. What, so what's the record, Patrick? What's yeah. the record? Most okay, great. I got got this, it. Right <laughs> now, I had a binder 
that I came so prepared with yes. every single person I'm going to call. Uh -huh. And by that time in my career, it's pretty easy to get an appointment, yes. right? Yes. And I'm like dinging that bell and dinging that bell. And those guys are like, how is this happening? Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. was much more prepared. First of all, yes. I had more experience than anyone at doing it, but yep. I was so much more prepared. I didn't have to think of who I was going to call. It was already there, you know, boom, bit of boom. But I, had, I came, I walked in with a binder like six inches thick. And slightly right? competitive. Yeah. Right. Starting by going to coach Patrick Ferry, my little brother. What's the all-time? record yeah i'm gonna beat that so gino yeah. i just want to thank you um you know you and i've had so many you know kind conversations over the years uh you know heartfelt conversations about life and about business and about marriage and children and raising families and raising and building companies um I, i've had many mentors in my life many people that have touched me philosophically emotionally with their disciplines and you're always someone when i'm doing my great you know like my gratitudes like people that have touched my life that have made me a better business person, better man. So I just want to say thank you, my friend. Hey, you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. It, it makes me it makes me smile because every once in a while, I'll go back to something that we said on a call yeah. and I'll see it on one of your posters, you know? Exactly. Like, you know, when performance exactly. is measured, measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and reported back, the rate of improvement accelerates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. We know but, that but, one. Yeah. But that's, yeah. you know, but that's no, it's, the whole it's so deal, great. man. It's uh, the yes. whole deal. Yeah. The whole deal. Remember yeah. the time I stole your um, Grow For It? Oh yeah, it became my Ab signature. Absolutely, Grow for it, right? exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I was going to use that one, GB. <laughs> I was like, that was going to be the theme of the summit. I guess yes. not this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's now the Intero theme. All yeah. right, got it. Right. So this okay. has been super fun. I cool. know that uh, you got to bounce. I want to just say for all my friends that are listening out there, this will probably be something you're going to listen to and break down in bite-sized pieces over and over again. There's just so many nuggets. We're going to get rich. The uh, the uh, entire checklist. We'll make sure it's up on TomFerry.com, on all the different channels. And then for all of our coaching members and coaches out there watching, just uh, we love you guys. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Find the two, three, four, five that you're going to execute on and make it happen. That's what it's Super. all about. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Whoa, that was a lot. Uh, you know, every time I'm with Gino, I, I find myself... Uh, reminding myself of the building blocks of success, that phrase, and so much of what he shared with us there is just that. It's the building blocks. It's the foundational principles of success. So I know in this crazy modern world, we're always looking for how can we get there faster, more efficiently, etc. And listen, I'm looking for them as well, my friends, the little hacks, the little tricks. Uh, but I will tell you at the end of the day, Discipline rules all and creating an operating system for the way you're going to run your business is where the real magic is, where you're doing the thing that gives you the power. So share this with an entrepreneur friend or two, uh, you know, check out Gino on Instagram and Facebook and every place else where he goes. You'll definitely high five him the next time you see him at one of my events. And uh, listen, thank you for being you and thank you for being a part of this journey with me on this podcast. And again, huge thank you for the number of downloads and shares. It means the world to me. And oh, thank you for all the reviews. If you haven't done a review, write a review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.